Welcome to the Upside Daily Podcast with Ioannis Dekas, a podcast all about spiritual renewal and personal growth. The outcome? To live with faith, love, and hope as a city changer, wherever you are. And now, your host, Ioannis Dekas. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Ioannis Dekas. I lead the Upside Daily Podcast, and this podcast has really been designed to empower you on your spiritual journey. Um, to empower your calling to live with faith, love and hope as a city changer. Now in this series, we can look at how we can effectively start over in our lives. Sometimes we perhaps have failed or there was disappointment or damage. The question is, how do we start over? How do we start over in a way that next time looks different than the previous time? Because I do believe the reality is from scripture that next time can be better than the last time but not just because you and I want it to be but because we're allowing we're co-working with God to make sure that it is today's episode is titled this is not a matter of willpower I recently read the story of a guy called Hiro Onada he was a Japanese um, Imperial Army intelligence officer who fought in the World War II now, he was stationed on one of the Japanese islands, but he had not heard that the war had ended. And so in subsequent communications, he considered all of these to be fake news. Okay, <laughs> so fake news did not start around 2020 with the COVID pandemic. But here it is. Hironada thought the war was still going on. And so he kept his post. He stood fighting to protect this little uh, Japanese island that he had been uh, commanded to do. And he did this for 29 years after the war had finished. I was fascinated. You can Google the story. But only on March the 9th, 1974, at the age of 52, did Hiro Anada emerge from the jungle, still dressed in his tattered official uniform and with his service rifle and sword still in excellent shape and condition uh, condition he accepted the order from his commander telling him to lay down his arms and even still he was uncertain and also prepared for a trap but when he was ordered by his superior he laid down his rifle 500 rounds of ammunition his ceremonial sword and a sword belt as well as his dagger in its white case and then he saluted the flag of his nation I, I listened to this, this, this story, or I read the story, thinking to myself, I know, I wonder how many Christians live like this. You know, Jesus had accomplished this work on the cross for us, it, it, and then he cried out, it is finished. And yet you and I live as if the battle had never been won. Uh, you know, we live as if this is fake news. And, and we're suspicious, you know, we, we, we're still trying to figure this out. We think we have to try harder, we have to do more. And the problem is, 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 is what this leaves you with, it leaves you with a counterfeit faith. It leaves you with a faith that is actually false. This is, this is what Hiro Onada lived with in the jungle of the, this little Japanese island. He, you know, it, he, he thought that through his willpower, he would be able to still protect his nation. But in the meantime, the war had long ended. The problem with counterfeit faith is, is when we think that letting go you know laying something aside so that we can start over effectively we think this is a matter of our willpower but you'll soon discover this is actually like 
counterfeit gold. You know, your willpower does not carry the same reference, the same magnitude as the blood of Jesus Christ, as the finished work of the cross. What Christ accomplished on your behalf by far supersedes the realities and the best attempts that you and I try to sometimes start over in our own willpower. Because here's the key. Here's the key. Starting over without recognizing the work of Christ in your life will actually leave you with counterfeit hope, counterfeit faith, and a disappointed heart. Counterfeit faith or willpower in our faith journey is especially deceptive. It's, it's a little bit like fool's gold, okay? Um, you know, it, it not only fools others, but it also fools those who have it. You know, fool's gold. It, it, you know, the person who finds that, think, oh, here is gold, and until you discover it's actually not. That's what our willpower does. Until we recognize what Christ has accomplished on our behalf, we're always going to try with our willpower. You know, this time I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try differently. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give it a better shot. I'm going to give a, a give it a harder shot and, and we end up with the same realities. Because that's what willpower does. We think we have something of great value. When in reality, we actually have nothing of value. Because it's not our willpower that defines us. As much as it is not that which has happened to us that defines us, these things only remind us. You know, our willpower only reminds us that actually <laughs> we're not going to get this right. We tried the previous time and we failed and now we're trying the same thing again and we think we're going to have different results. Okay, there's a measure of madness in that. But listen to what 1 Peter 1 verse 7 says in the mirror and in the Passion Translation. It says, this will help you in difficult times. I like that. Okay, got my attention. This will help you in difficult times. Think of your faith as something much more precious than any possible evaluation of gold. Remember that fire does not destroy the metal. It reveals it. Isn't that beautiful? Fire does not destroy the metal, does not destroy gold. It actually reveals it. And then he says, now even gold is an inferior comparison to your faith. Remember, faith is not what we conjure up to believe about God. Faith is what we have discovered he believes about us. And so gold, real gold, is, is, is a currency, but it has temporal and unpredictable value. It fluctuates. You know, one day it's up there and the next day it goes down. In the same way, our willpower, one day it will be there and the next day it's going to be there. But what happens to us in the same way that fire reveals gold, Fire, the difficult times of our lives, actually reveal the authentic faith that Christ has in us. He makes it visible and it gives us result to praise and glory and honor in Him even more. You see, His faith defines me. The greater reality of our faith is not our faith in Him, but the discovery that He believes in us. It's a greater reference, a much greater reference than our faith in him would ever be able to accomplish for us. One of the most beautiful stories I, I just been recently be confronted again with was the story of Daniel 
and his three friends. Uh, we, we read about them in the Old Testament in the book of Daniel. You know, here was Daniel, a young man. He had a bright future. He, he seemed to have it all. That's what scripture says to us. He was noble, a member of the royal family, and not just any young no- noble. It seems as if he was the cream of the crop. And then one day, it just all ended. A godless army besieged his homeland. His king surrendered and and he and his friends were summarily hauled off to a strange land with a, a strange language and to study a demonic curriculum in order to enter the service of an evil king. Now, I don't know if you've given this much thought, but, you know, here these young men are taken away from Jerusalem, taken away from their homeland, this place of prospect and future. They're taken away 1,800 miles from Jerusalem to Babylon. This murderous, demonic, incredibly cruel kingdom. Now, they didn't get there overnight. They didn't fly. They didn't have British Airways or, you know. Imagine what goes on in your head for 1,800 miles. Imagine being forced to complete a rigorous three-year study program that mainly consisted of learning language and literature designed to certify them as enchanters and magicians and experts in the dark practices of the occult. If you even think about the name that Daniel got, Balthasar son of the demonic god that's what his name meant emasculated the indignity of castration you know surely as daniel and his friends walk into babylon the greatest city in that time as they walk through the gates and and it's the the temples of the gods the, the demonic gods and and they they see this that you know the gardens of babylon that's this incredible place and have just been taken away, I think, after 1,800 miles, somewhere in your mind, surely the idea starts coming in, Yahweh, our God, has lost. Just look at this. Just look at the magnificent situation. Just look at this splendor. Just look, you know, can you imagine? Can you imagine what was going on in their heads? Somewhere in the, in the, on the inside, you know, how did they, where did, where did their God, where did Yahweh fit into this picture? The most hostile environment for any believer. And yet, we find them flourishing. <laughs> they had to start over, but they were flourishing. You see, it wasn't, it wasn't their willpower that made them flourish. If, if, if you read the book of Daniel, if you read just here in chapter 4, there's a, there's a moment where they build this massive golden statue and, and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, the three friends of Daniel, are forced to buy, bow down before the statue and, and they actually choose not to. The trumpets play and everybody bows down except them. And the king calls them and says, listen, we're going to heat up the furnace seven more times. I didn't even know that was possible you could do that. But, but they, they're going to heat it up seven more times. And then you're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And, and the rivals, the people who actually try to trick Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into this moment, 
they come into a situation where they say to the king, and listen to what they say, they say, your majesty, they pay no attention to you. Love that. Says they're giving you no thinking space. And then they say they neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. But they don't give you thinking space. Here's the problem. So often we give that which happened to us in our lives. We give this thinking space to it. We give this place where it captivates our mind and our imagination. And, 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 and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego choose not to. And then in, in chapter 3, verse 17 to 18, we read these, verse of, of, um, these words where, where they say to the king, they say, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. So that this is what's in their mind. They're, they're thinking not, mighty king, we're going to die in the fire. You know, they're thinking God is able. And then they say these beautiful words, but even if he does not deliver us from your hand, not if he can't, if he, if he chooses not to, <laughs> no, no space in their thinking for God cannot. There's only God can. But even if he does not, we want you to know, we still won't serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Can I say to you again, your willpower cannot define you. In the previous episode, we said we are reminded, but we're not defined. You see, your willpower at most can remind you that you've tried and perhaps tried again and perhaps tried harder and you still failed. Now, it's time to take on a whole new reference. The reference of his obedience, Christ's work, his crucifixion, his victory, or perhaps even more true, his defeat on the cross, while well, it seems like it, has defined your victory. Next time can be better, not just because you've tried harder, but because you've started differently. It's not because of your willpower. Do not give that which happened to you any more headspace, any more thinking space. Allow his thoughts to bring definition and transformation to your life. Listen, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. It's your time to find yourself in Christ and to start over differently. Next time can be different, not just because we want it to be, but because we've allowed it to be. His work is now defined us the next episode is the last in this series it will be titled time to go outside if you want to connect don't you want to share this around and plug in and share like comment do all the things you can do subscribe come on do that uh, but one more episode of the series left it's not the comprehensive uh, conversation on how we start over i know that and i know that so much of this sounds so simple I know it's not simple, but if we can allow ourselves, if we can allow the Word of God to transform our thinking, our lives, we recognize His work, next time can be different. Live blessed. You've been listening to the Upside Daily Podcast. Join us next time for more insights on how to know God, love people, and impact your world.
Upside Daily, your personal daily investment to turn your world upside down.